Welcome to the first ever episode of Miles Offside, the podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. I am Oscar Puente, and with me on the other line, I have my co-host, Chuck Bailey. Say hi, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Sorry, Oscar. Hello, mate. You right? <laughs> and uh, producer Ian Simpson. How do? That's going to be how we open it every time, is it? Yeah. I figure we can do it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can get more professional, less professional. In the, in the, in that regard, Ian, as producer, I'll, I'll, I needed to ask you: um, Are we putting an explicit handle on this podcast? I think we ought to. Thank yeah, fuck I think for we ought that, to. Because then I don't have to censor myself. <laughs> Brilliant. Feeling happy right. enough. Good. Oh. Awesome. Well, I figured today we could uh, give into our World Cup fever and talk a little bit about the different groups as the big uh, big games approach. How's that sound? Oh, it's so much World Cup fever. Mm. I mean, have you got it, Oscar? I mean, yeah, I went to the know. doctor and um, <laughs> he wasn't sure if it was that or something else. <laughs> I, I'd rather not say on the on the air, really. But well, I'm hoping it's World Cup fever and not, you know. Anything much worse than that? I suppose if the accents don't give it away, most people can tell that you're from the US of A. So yes, you don't I... have a whole lot to get excited about. And oh, of course, I see, I see me and Ian, being from England, don't have a whole lot to be excited about. <laughs> yeah. who, who does? Who does? You'll have plenty to be disappointed about, though. Well, God, can you be? Can <laughs> you be serious. disappointed when you expect nothing? That's a, that's the, been the better thing about the last few tournaments, though. I've expected nothing. Actually enjoyed them. Yeah, that's true. You get to watch a bit more as a neutral. Just yeah, just watch the football. You know. Well, yeah, I, I can't remember. Sorry, go on, Oscar. No, I was going to say I do have a rooting interest in this one because I've been a Germany fan my whole life, actually. Of when course, I, of course, naturally. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> but uh, when I was two, my grandfather <laughs> bought me a uh, Germany jersey for like a, oh, it was like a onesie. But um, <laughs> for the 1990 World Cup, and just ever since then, just I've... just grown out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, st- I still wear it, but uh, only on special occasions. Only on special yeah. occasions. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I'm going to be watching the Germany squad very closely. Yeah. Well, at least you'll get some excitement. What was the reason? Why did Why did your grandfather buy you a Germany I have jersey? No idea. So Not he the wasn't... slightest clue. He just decided. I must be. I must look German. I'm the palest one in my family, so that might have something to do with it. But, you know, ever since I could remember, I've been a Germany fan. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he saw a bit of the Germanic in Oscar Puente. Yeah, it's the nose, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, na- the name definitely gives that one away. It's a very German kind <laughs> yeah. of... Well, <laughs> there actually are a lot of Germans in Guatemala, but we don't really like to talk about why they got there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, let's just, let's just leave right. that there and go on. Um I do apologize for being American. You know, I've gone to see if there's a procedure I could do to get it fixed, but they got oh, nothing for me. Good to yeah. hear. But I think I'm one of the good kind. We'll see. I mean, if the insofar as such a thing might exist. Yeah, I don't know. I think, isn't the process just called renaturalization? Is it? Isn't that it? I don't just, know. Just get <laughs> when, the, when the American Revolution eventually ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, one day. The colonial yeah. rebellion, I think. Do you guys call it the American Revolution over there? Or is there a different name for it? just rebellion well, i think we don't we don't like to focus on the losses <laughs> really <laughs> it's never re- it's never actually talked about like i don't remember ever hearing anything about it in school in history class no. or anything that's, that's not like english history no. to sort of gloss over our worst periods is it no no <laughs> not so much not so much with the empire no <laughs> very quick to judge others but maybe just look at ourselves once in a while yeah Pretty yeah, sure say, five minutes before we started, we said no <laughs> politics. But anyway, yeah, I yeah, tried to stay was, from that. that was one of the things. But at least we stuck to the remit of talking about football and not much yeah, as we can, well. So we can always you know, cut that out. Is it going too. well? I'm, I'm happy with this. So, Group A? Group A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in group right, take A, control, Oscar. Yeah, got I got this. it. I got it. In Group A, we have Russia, the hosts, of course, and Uruguay. Egypt and Saudi Arabia. So I guess my first question to you guys is who do you think will be making it out of that group? Um, I don't, you can't really see past Uruguay not finishing first. Um, you know, being the kind of, how should we put this delicately, the, the canny operators that they are. Meaning cheating fucking bastards. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know what, Chuck? I was about to say that was un, uncharacteristically restrained from you. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I'm still finding my foot in here. This is like the first time we've recorded a podcast and the first time we've used Skype. Like, I'm I'm fully in the unknown right here. Welcome um, to the uh, 21st century. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, Uruguay to top that group, um, surely, especially with, you know, Suarez alone can carry that. And the rest of the group is kind of a bit of a, a mishmash. I don't know, Ian, like, what, what you think of that. But... Well, how I, I don't really know a great deal about the, the rest of the teams in this group. I mean, how much is Egypt just Mo Salah? Uh, uh, 100%. You've got, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the only other players you've got in there you probably know is, uh, I think El Elneny plays yep. for Egypt. Right, so okay. in holding midfield and uh, players, I think it was Ramadan Sobi, Sobi played for Stoke uh, this season. I think Stoke bought him, but he never featured and then they get relegated, obviously. So, uh, yeah, when you can't even break into the Stoke squad, that's not. A... <laughs> yeah, not a good Jesus. form there. No, not really. But then it's it's whether Salah plays as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With his big injury, I think yeah, he, like... they're saying he should be back. He might miss the first game because he didn't dislocate his shoulder. It's just a ligament strain. Oh, okay, who knows? He didn't, cause, yeah, because they were still waiting on the scans, and then there was that whole thing where, like, the manager of the Egypt team the day after was saying, "No, no, he'll play in the World Cup," <laughs> and the Liverpool doctors hadn't even properly assessed him yet, yeah. or whatever. It's like he's probably in some dodgy clinical facility somewhere, <laughs> getting deer blood pumped into him, or something like that. Yeah, probably. Like it's it's obviously that was more of a threat than a promise that that Salah <laughs> would play. It's more of a threat, like, "No, no, no, you, you will play." Yeah. Um, yeah, but I can't. I can't see anyone other than Uruguay really dominating this group. They're going to really take it by the teeth and hold on. <laughs> oh, clever! See what I mean? That. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you always wonder with host nations um, how it can affect it, uh, especially with obviously. I don't know exactly what the weather's like in, in Russia now, or how far reaching um, the stadiums are. I think that, I assume like most of them are in the west. Of, uh, yeah, you have to Russia. assume that. I think there's one that's further east, but there's oh, not really? that many matches getting played yeah. there. I don't think is it is it Russia? I don't know if you saw this where there's the ground where to extend the number of seats in there, what they did was take out one of the back walls and just extend the rows of seats outside the stadium. Oh, that's awesome! No, I didn't hear about that. Did you see that. So you've got kind of behind both goals, you can be sat so far back that I think the roof of the stadium blocks your view of the other goal. It's <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. That's awesome. Well, they're pretty oh. good at taking down walls there, so I guess they uh, <laughs> are employing that tactic to get more people in the stadiums. Uh, no politics, broken number yes. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I, I think we're kind of all in agreement that Saudi will be kind of the whipping boys there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you name a single player from that without having done research? Could you name a single player? Uh, no, could I find it on a map? Maybe. Um, <laughs> it's in the middle somewhere. That's not to be offensive to Saudi Arabia. That's just to say that my geography knowledge is shit, by the way. Yeah, all just our, as a our many listeners in Saudi Arabia? Well, you never know, mate. <laughs> on episode one, yeah. Yeah. Although, having having said that, like recently they've not done badly. I mean, they played, they played Italy uh, the other day, and they lost 2-1. And then before that, they beat Greece. Then before that, beat Algeria. Oh, that's not bad at all. I mean, Italy so obviously not... isn't what they used to be. They didn't even make this World Cup. But holding in no. against them, you know, if that was yeah, at the it's... actual World Cup, they'd be celebrating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Egypt, obviously, every game Mo Salah scores. So if he's not there, you wonder about him. And the last game that Russia won was against Dynamo Moscow. And probably most of the good players for Dynamo Moscow, I'd assume, were playing for the Russia team. So, Right, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah, it's got to be Uruguay and Russia out of this one, right? There, I mean, there's a yeah. small chance that Egypt sneaks past Russia, but the host nations always do so well. They, you know. Yeah, I think so. I think unless, uh, unless Salah's injury really is like nothing... And he's going to be able to hit those games full pelt. Yeah. I don't know. I think where he's probably been, he's probably been part of the Egypt team's plans for so long that without him, uh, it's whether that team knows actually what what they're going to do or what their yeah. game plan is. Even then, if he's healthy, you know, it doesn't have Mane and Firmino pulling defenders away to make space for him. I don't mm. see him really doing much. Even as good as he is, like it's hard to carry a one versus eleven. Yeah, true. 
unless they do that thing where they literally they, they just leave Salah up there and hoof balls and hope they he just beats people behind. I think they call that the Andy Carroll tactic. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the Sam Allardyce. Oh no, who is it? Uh, Pulis, Pulis ball. Tony Pulis ball. That is right there. <laughs> Bastard. Stimmers, any uh, anything to add on Group A? No. <laughs> okay. You can expect right. more of that. I've got. I've got to say, like when we were looking at the rundown for this, and we said, like, oh, what we're going to do is, in fact, we haven't really said, like, we're going to be looking at like the first four groups, so Group A to D. And I was looking at all of them, and obviously we were saying that we'll break down and go through them. And I thought, well, that group is cut and dry. That yeah. group is cut and dry. That group's pretty much cut and dry. <laughs> D is the like, only one that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm. Su- I'm surprised actually. Like I never realized until this tournament how many teams from Europe there actually are in the World Cup. It's way too many. As much as like the couple of the ones miss out, you always have teams from like South America and Central and North America who are just good teams who don't get enough spots. Are you you're still feeling sad <laughs> that while you dropped in the North America one there, wasn't Yep, it? yep, yep. Just really salty, really salty. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. I th- I think so. And uh, I mean, you have Chile missing. You know, out. you're pushing for a 48 team World Cup. Like we get that. Yeah. Although but, I do, um, this is going to be a bad World Cup. I think. Like it's just not a lot of good teams right now. Really? Even the good well, teams aren't actually good. Actually, that's a good segue to Group B. In Group B, we mm. have Portugal, Spain, Iran, and Morocco. And, you know, you have Portugal, the reigning European champions there, but they're not a good team. The most boring team in European football. I... Yeah. I mean, they in the Euros, what, they didn't win in regulation until the final, I think, or something like that? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure the final was the first game they won in 90 minutes. Yeah. So they drew, uh, or maybe the semi-final. I think, I think they... They drew five games in that competition. Yep. They definitely drew all of the group games. Yep. They were the first team to ever make it through in third place, I remember reading. Like, they got third Jesus. place in their group, and then they still made the knockout stages because of some expanded nonsense. Yeah, something like because they scored, a, they won the, they had more goals than the team that was above them on the same points or something. Yeah, crap. there was some ridiculous yeah, thing. Yeah. And even then, of the, <clears throat> most of that squad is gone now. Of the people who did well in the Euros, it's all like 12-year-olds in Ronaldo. Oh, uh, is it really? Yeah, it's a very, oh. very young squad. When you look at their average age, they're super young. Is there anyone exciting at all? Uh, well, Pepe's always good for a red card. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still throwing Pepe out there, which is mm. fantastic. And there's this uh, there's this young kid, um, what's his name? Cristiano... Ronaldo? Is that it? Never Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I believe it's pronounced Ronaldo. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, he, I don't he's know, not too I don't bad. Know many people have heard of him, but he uh, he does have the same haircut he had when he was about nineteen. Like I don't know if you guys saw him in the Champions League final. His hair is getting more ridiculous as he pushes for the exit door. Was it? Wasn't there a thing like he got a haircut? People were saying because they took photos of him at like ninety minutes. Maybe it was just a Twitter bullshit that I fell for. But there's pictures of him with the trophy at like ninety minutes and pictures later, and it looks like he had a haircut. <laughs> no way! <laughs> like, I didn't. See I'm just that. wondering if he shot off. I oh, well, that, that wouldn't surprise real. me at all. Well, that that's why I kind of didn't bother to look into it because it's just like <laughs> yeah. you can take that thing at face value of like, yep, yep, that's Cristiano right there. Yeah, I mean they have um, they have the three Silvas, Andre Silva, who's the striker, obviously Bernardo, who's playing at Man City and probably learned a lot, even though he didn't get that many minutes this year. He did at the end. Yeah, yeah, after they kind of had everything sewn up. I drafted him in our fantasy league. And oh, you did, he didn't you? did nothing for six months. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Him and uh, Arnautovic. I drafted Arnautovic and he didn't. The oh, week I dropped him, he started scoring goals. It was really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just a bit of a mess. But uh, That's good fun, though. That was... Yeah, that was a good league. I think some really handsome guy won the league, so... Was it you? It sure was. You were with me. I stopped playing that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's all go with that excuse, right? I was the only one that kept playing. (laughs) Well, I told you that you're the one who introduced all of us to it. Yeah. And so, therefore, you know, that we can all sit back now and just go like, oh, yeah, of course he won. That is, uh, you know, it's it's because I'm American. We know more about soccer than you guys do. Yeah, it's because we're English. We'll be bitter about it. Um, <laughs> we're all really hitting our major nationality MOs here, aren't we? I know, right? Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, Portugal, 
it's, it's weird that you, you think of that and obviously Cristiano Ronaldo and being so exciting, but you know, they're just such a solidly defensive team. Yeah. Like, it's strange. And they've still got still got the same coach as Euros, like you know, unlike most countries or or clubs even. Um, where people, even though they win trophies, just get fired straight away afterwards. Like, it's still the same guy. So you wonder if they're still going to be as regimented. So I don't know if, like, personally, looking at, like, fantasy football I, for the World Cup, I wouldn't mind having a couple of, or at least one Portugal defender in there. Yeah, they'll probably get a few clean sheets. They were, I think they were, honestly, I can't remember another team playing with a don't lose mentality as opposed to a win games mentality and still getting yeah. a major trophy like that. Yeah, that was that was crazy because it was just out of at the end of it. You, that's maybe that's why I don't know the Euros. It was enjoyable up until the final, really. I thought. Yeah, I mean, everybody was just cheering for Iceland, really. Yeah. <laughs> right, you guys were all on board. Including me towards the end of that game, geez. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. Even if just for the whoever it was, the Steve McLaren on Sky Sports News. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I don't know if you ever heard it, Oscar. No, I didn't um, catch that. Because obviously it was on the English coverage. So on Sky Sports News, obviously they have they have like the four people sitting around and they're all watching different games. And then they just cut to them every so often to start talking about uh, the game that they're currently watching and what's going on. So uh, it cuts to Steve McLaren. He starts talking about England, Iceland. And he's saying like, oh, the only lad they've got is this big lad up front, Sig Thorson, blah, 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 blah. blah. And as he's talking, Iceland get a corner cross the corner in and Sig Thorson scores like straight up whilst he's talking about it and he's just yeah. slagged him off 20 seconds early and, it <laughs> and the, is bottom, the bottom falls out of his world isn't it <laughs> yeah he just goes oh no and just sinks <laughs> into his hands and you just think yes you bastard <laughs> you boring boring bastard <laughs> was he the coach in 06 for you guys um was he before Roy Hodgson yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was who is it? It was McLaren, then Hodgson, then Allardyce, <laughs> then Southgate, right? That sounds right, yeah. Jesus Christ, this boat I'll take that and we can roll it back if not, yeah. <laughs> just, it, just, just play it back again and cut that bit out. Yeah, fine, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can drone on about Portugal and then I guess we'll talk yeah. about Spain because I don't know fuck all about Morocco and Iran. No, I mean, <laughs> well, um, yeah. Doesn't Morocco have that one defender, right, Benatia? He, he's um, on Juventus, but everybody's trying to link him to English clubs this summer. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Chelsea were looking at him a couple of years ago, but then they, you know, predictably didn't actually splash any money on anyone. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like Chelsea want to want to make a point of going, no, 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 no. We're not. We we don't spend lots of money. Like that's not how we do. And then well, just keep firing and paying off managers. Yep, that's where all the money goes. That and the the stadium that they're trying to build. Although there's been a snag in that recently. They called off the construction because, uh, I don't know, some, some financial nonsense. But It's also uh, Abramovich's visa is uh, under question at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, really true. Yeah, no, that yeah. really is it, yeah. It's, how, uh, is it, how is his visa uh, called into question? It's a, is uh, he not actually Ru- Russian? Because then shouldn't he be... I love this. No politics. So you know when the Russians kill yeah, those Yeah, it, it is a politics thing. Although there's a bunch of like Russian millionaires who are not getting their investment. In, they're like on an investor visa or something like that. And they're not getting it renewed right now because of something or other. Because that's, that's how the British will get you. Admin. <laughs> <laughs> Woe betide you if you tick the wrong fucking box. Uh. <laughs> Oh, well, good. yeah. So anyway. you mentioned Spain. That's the other good team in that group. How do how do we feel about Spain right now? Are they not are they not a bit boring these days? Just functional. It's weird that you cannot be enthused about that team. It's re- like it. You know, you look not too long ago. They won three major tournaments in a row. They've not really, to my knowledge at the moment, like they haven't radically changed that squad since. Obviously, they've had like more people come through. And I I get that, you know, the reason that squad did so well was because they were all together from quite a young age. And, you know, even there's there was no divide in there. You know, the Barcelona-Real Madrid thing, rivalry didn't exist in terms of the national team. And that's why, you know, they could just absolutely smash it. But yeah, it's, it's so weird that you can feel absolutely nothing towards a team like that yeah well you know a lot of the really good guys from that era are 
either phased out or very old. Like they're still trotting out Iniesta, but he isn't getting the same minutes and doesn't have the same production that he used to. Even Barcelona's letting him go now to Japan. Yeah. And their their center back pairing is Ramos and Piquet. That might actually be the best center back pairing in the whole tournament. But um, it's weird to think of Spain for their defense as much as anything else. Yeah, again, well, you got you got De Gea with with uh Probably, you know, you could easily have, I can't remember which side they play on, but you could have Alba or Azpilicueta or both with Ramos and Pique in front of fucking David De Gea. Yeah, you know their defense is stacked when they left Marcos Alonso at home. Oh, yeah, Jesus, they did, didn't they? Juan Mata didn't make it, Alvaro Morata. All the ones that play for Chelsea, apart from Azpilicueta. (laughs) All the ones that play in England, really, except for David Silva. Yeah, you got, I mean, like up front, Costa's in there, Marco Asensio... Um, David Silva's in there, so yeah, David Silva made it. Yeah, you look at the team; it's it's still like a a really really good team. But I think because they've gone for a lot of kind of regeneration for it. Yeah, I think they don't know who they are anymore. That's the big problem with them; is they have no identity. Whereas when they were on that dominant run, they knew exactly how they were playing. They had that strategy down to a science, mm. really. Yeah, I've, I. Around that time, I was living with a guy who, you know, he's one of these ones like his dad's Spanish or whatever. So it was very much, you know, if Spain were doing well, he would not shut up about it. But if Spain weren't doing that well, he was suddenly English again and all, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, so I heard <laughs> you about just it love a those lot. People. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even qualify as the top seeded team for that group. Portugal's the ones that made it in as the top. Mm. Which which is crazy. That's crazy to me. Portugal's ranked number three right now in the FIFA World Rankings. Let's, Spain's only well, at number eight. Let's not get into FIFA rankings. That makes no <laughs> fucking sense at all. If you've sure. ever looked like at the FIFA FIFA rankings, I remember a few years ago. Um, I think it was at Euro, the last Euros. Uh, Romania was like seventh in the world. <laughs> I mean, for once, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, first you've got Germany, then Brazil. Like, you can get that. Third, Belgium. Um, fourth, Portugal now. So you said they were, they, maybe they dropped down a bit because. Yeah, of, they must have dropped down since the last Then you've got I Argentina at fifth. And you know, take a guess who is sixth. After Germany, <laughs> Brazil, Belgium, Portugal, Argentina. I'm going to throw Nigeria out there just because now I'm expecting <laughs> it to be something crazy. No, no. Switzerland. <laughs> Ah, uh, that amazing football in nation. Switzerland. Like Nigeria a... don't even make the top twenty. No, like and then after that, like it kind of makes sense again. Like you got France, Spain, Chile, who didn't make the World Cup, who are, who are in <laughs> yeah. ninth. Then you've got although Poland. they are a really good team. Yeah, yeah, no, a really good team. That's why it's a shame that what we were saying yeah. earlier about the European squads, like getting so many, is that teams like Chile miss out. Yeah, we're missing um, Sanchez and his hiked up shorts and. Arturo oh, Vidal with his amazing double mohawk haircut. Oh, is he just, has he got the double mohawk now? Yeah, he has like a mohawk inside of a mohawk. It's like an Inception hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so is it two mohawks or three mohawks? I'm, it's too, uh, no, it's too much hawkception. Hawkception. <laughs> too much mo yeah. going on right there. But um, yeah, like... Uh, it's put... England are 13th behind Denmark. Yeah, behind Denmark and Peru. Well, yeah. Yeah. like we'll get onto this in a sec. Like what, when Jeez. we when we come back later, like we'll get it into a sec with Group C, and like you could easily argue that Group C is of a similar structure to Group A. That you've got like one team who can go through and three that are a bunch of shit, but potentially it can it can do something quite good. Um, unlike you know, maybe that's why we just kind of glossed over Morocco and Iran. <laughs> Spain and Portugal. <laughs> Iran in the last World Cup only scored one goal. Did they score and one? I will, oh, yeah, I remember that being a big thing. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, I defy you to pronounce the name of the guy who scored it. Uh, if you, I don't know if you either you looked it up at all. I, no, I barely no. want to take a chance at this. It's <laughs> Guchanejad. Oh yes, know. yes. G H O O C H. Plays on uh, left wing for AFC Tehran, I believe. Or <laughs> no, no, uh, no how do idea. you know that? Oh, I thought, I thought that was a bit of quick googling, mate. Is that a real team? 
I don't know, but I'm going to Google it now. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem. Like, I used to have a bit of a gambling addiction. So knowing <laughs> impossible Iranian second division teams, if you'd have asked me about three years ago, I would have known. I would have known the league structure. I would have known who was playing who. I probably would have known the refs. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's a little scary, to be honest. You couldn't have kept up that gambling addiction just for the <clears throat> pub, no? Huh? Well, whatever. Don't want to put, build it back up. Yeah. Well, this is why I'm hoping my missus doesn't uh, listen to this because I am going to be getting on the World Cup <sighs> quite a lot. <laughs> well, actually, Already. we finally have legal gambling over here, so I'm going to start oh, getting into yeah. that too. Yeah, they just passed that big uh, ruling. Yeah, because when so I was because I when I when I went to see you, that was that was when it was um, it had just been brought up or something. I didn't know if it had been yeah. approved or. The Supreme Court said that it's legal now, so it's up to the states to decide where it is. But I'm, all the really like liberal states are going to easily... What Politics number five. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> but I'm excited to be able to spend my money in stupid ways on crazy bets. Mate, it makes every game of football so exciting. <laughs> like, bet on some yeah. inane shit. You like, thought fantasy football was good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I remember the best game of the last World Cup was... I watched it. I, it, you know the good thing about the World Cup is that you don't give a shit about what day, what game is on. Like I would just, I would have a day off and think, oh, I've got nothing really to do, so I'm going to go to the pub at twelve o'clock or whatever. I'm going to watch all three games that day, and I watched Algeria South Korea, and it was one of the <laughs> best games of football I've ever fucking seen because it was just mental end to end, goal after goal. The last World Cup was great. Yeah, was, yeah really that good. World Cup was one of the best ones, at least that I can remember seeing. There's so many goals. <laughs> that was just in the semi-final. Hey, <laughs> hey, that was a great day. Oh, it was oh, amazing. What a good day. I used to work with five Brazilians. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> yeah, they weren't happy that day. Fuck me. No, I'm sure. I love that video of the child crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, just seven whole reasons to hate everything that day. But then a nice little consolation goal at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah make, makes it all better. Yeah, Manuel yeah. Neuer was furious. Yeah, oh, like, you so think he'd be happy? He's in such a terrible mood after the match. If you watch the press conferences and the like interviews and stuff, he's in the oh, really? worst mood. Yeah, because he gave that one goal up. Anything right. to say about Morocco, or are we kind of done with Group B here? <sighs> Yeah, I think it's. Let's face it, it's cut and shut. Um, who? What? What? What order are you going for for one two though? Uh, I gotta have Spain years. above Portugal. I really don't think Portugal's a good team. It's gotta That's be Spain. Yeah. Portugal have some bullshit draw with like Morocco. Um, Spain will edge them one nil. Um, Ramos will make Cristiano Ronaldo cry, and uh, he'll come back in the quarterfinal maybe. That's about it. Well, especially with Ronaldo saying he wants to leave Real Madrid, there's no reason for Ramos not to just kick him up and down the field. Yeah. If that's true, I mean, who knows what's going on. I mean, Zidane just getting fired from there. Like, you win win three back-to-back Champions Leagues and get fired. Like, Absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd take Zidane at uh, Chelsea. Everybody's saying I'm that sure Conte's going to leave. So. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't mind him and Bale coming over to London. Yeah. Be all right. If you're not if you're not spending money, then it's I don't think it's gonna. Well, happen. with the stadium on hold, everybody's saying that Chelsea's gonna just have a massive summer and just spend an insane amount of money on everything. Why so not? That'd be, that'd be uh, real I, nice. And unlike like what everyone else said, like I want that shit to happen. Like, fuck it. If if the if the first promoted team in the Premiership is all of a sudden gonna get like a hundred and forty million, like just for coming up from the Championship, like let's just have everyone everyone spend like a billion a year. Yeah, it'd be nice to have someone compete with the two Manchester clubs for spending, too, because they're both just, like, if you look at their lineups, it's insane. Yeah, especially United in the last couple of years. But Chelsea do spend tend to spend a lot on World Cup summers. If you look at 06, that's when they brought in Balak and Shevchenko, and I think Ashley Cole came over that year. He might have come, up, come over the year before. And then in four, 14 was Costa and Fabregas coming but do over. You, do you reckon it's, you know, I, I get, okay, so yeah, they spend a lot, but then... Off the back of World Cups, like players always end up costing more because all of a sudden you you always get those people that do well at a World Cup and then all of a sudden they're they're absolute talk of the town and they're they're just their their price their price bracket just goes up so much. You know, a player a player can put thirty mil onto their uh, onto their value simply by scoring a couple of goals at the World Cup and getting to the semi final, for example. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's like when Real Madrid bought Hamas, who pronounces his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Wow. So dumb. Milan Barros in that Euros a while ago. Milan Barros, yeah. Um, oh, who is... Oh. Who is the guy who went to uh, Man United as well? Just because he scored that one goal at a World Cup. Was it a World Cup or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was way before I watched soccer. But I remember reading about that oh, in um, inverting hell, the pyramid. They me. talked about it. Oh, you uh, can Google it that. Sounded like I knew something about football now. <laughs> oh, the listeners know that you don't You're know one anything. Yeah, don't worry. I feel like an absolute prick. Maybe that's a good point to go for a little break then. How about that, guys? Yeah, that about wraps it up for Group B. I think uh, after the jump, we'll come back and Chuck will take the lead and we'll talk about Group C and D. We'll see you in a little bit. See you in a bit. Welcome back to Miles Offside Pod, where we're talking a little bit about the World Cup and a lot about nothing else. Um, we are going to cover now groups C and D for the World Cup. So we'll start off with C. Once again, it's a little bit of a one-horse race, don't you think, Oscar? Uh, actually, I, I could see anybody sneaking into the second spot in this one. Well, not Peru, but Denmark isn't isn't really <laughs> that strong. <laughs> Obviously, France are going to be the heavy favorites here. Well, yeah, of course, like... you. you France, France are qualified, like no doubt, but no, no Peru, like they just beat Scotland so. for God's sakes. Oh, that, just that mighty Scotland powerhouse two nil. Yeah, that mighty powerhouse who aren't at the World Cup. Awkward. Oh, that's the one good thing, I guess, actually, that I still do hold hold to heart. Being from England, is that when Scotland aren't involved. But yeah, so France, probably for me, like. 34th Scotland in the FIFA World Rankings. 34th. <laughs> oh, so they just missed out on the top 32. Who is, who's 32nd? Who in terms uh, of rank? Romania. Romania. Jesus Christ. That is a fall from grace from a couple of years <laughs> Shocking ago. Shocking fall from grace. Up at the heady heights of 7th for no fucking reason. So, France. Maybe that... Yeah, France. <laughs> um, one of the favourites? I'd, I'd say they're one of the favorites I, for the whole thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think they're going to make the final. It's either them or Brazil from that side of the um, bracket. Mm. For me, I, they have. I think they have the best squad. They just have. They have to figure out how they're going to fit them all in there. Because yeah, they've got a lot going on. Yeah, Griezmann and Pogba don't really fit in the same lineup. One of them's going to have to play out of position. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously yeah. with their temperaments. Neither of them is going to be happy about whichever one it ends up being. No, definitely not. But didn't they, they? They were playing together at the last World Cup, weren't they? Yeah. When when they do that, they have to do a four four one one. But Pogba right, okay. really thrives in a four three three. So I think like the best version of France in the midfield for me would be obviously Kante, Pogba, yeah, and uh, Matuidi as the four three three. So kind of giving Pogba that springboard to jump off with Kante and Matuidi holding down the fort. Because he doesn't yeah. do enough to be in a midfield two with just Conte. That's a lot of pressure on Conte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can tell also, you know, it's the same the same kind of formation that works off Pogba at United. Like, as uninspiring a team as that is. Like, it, he, when he plays in a 4-3-3, he just looks a lot better. Mm. But then Griezmann wants to be central. He, he came up playing out wide when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But it's been a long time, and he seems to really get angry when they make him play out there. Yeah, I think if personally, if I had to pick between the two of like who'd be in that team, it'd be Griezmann. Really, I'd go Pogba. Yeah, you reckon he makes yeah. more of a difference to the team? Absolutely, I think he's the best. Not defensive central midfielder. That's Conte, but I think he's the best just box to box central midfielder in the world mm. right now. Yeah, and I think Gri- Griezmann's still really effective when you put him out wide, even if he throws a little fit about being out of position you can i the 4-3-3 for them with griezmann out wide Giroud in the middle and um is it mbappe is that the other guy that plays on the right wing yeah first first big tournament for him as well obviously now that he's is he is he officially like the world's most expensive player i think it's neymar yeah i don't know i don't honestly know but i haven't heard anything about it being someone other than neymar no but yeah that's a you know it's a lot of pressure on someone who you know, yeah, okay, he plays for PSG, but PSG don't have much competition, so it's 
and when you're playing next to Neymar, it's very easy to look incredible. Um, so we'll see. We'll see on him, like how the, if if any of the pressure gets to him. Although he could just absolutely shine and tear it up, and then get a five hundred million pound transfer to the newly reinvigorated Chelsea team. Absolutely, that'd be real nice. When they they sell that stadium brick by brick and go back to playing on a Sunday league pitch. I'd rather they. Uh, I'd rather he goes to Madrid and then opens up the door for Bale. To be honest, if we're if we're yeah. being ridiculous with our fantasizing, yeah, <laughs> go full ridiculous. But how about how about then the rest of that group? Because we got Australia, Peru, and Denmark. And I well, think- hang on one sec about France. I just wanted to get in there. Their yeah. uh, their two center backs, I think, is a really interesting pairing to watch. They have Rafael Varane and Samuel Umtiti. Umtitis, <laughs> the best name in football. <laughs> yeah, Umtitis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Every time. Every time. But they're guys. kind of the the younger version of Ramos and Piquet because they they are the other guys' partners in Madrid and Barcelona, and I think that everyone's sleeping on that defense but that center back pairing is going to be they're very young but mm-hmm. they both have a lot of experience for how they young they are given the teams that they play with and the partners that they have yeah and so they're kind of like and they can both attack they can score from a corner they both have good passing ability from playing deep kind of a david Luiz if he wasn't out of his mind <laughs> so i think that i think that's secretly one of france's big weapons yeah, I think is their defense. Do they still have the big discipline problems they had, or has that all gone away? No, now? they still can't get along in the dressing room. That's going to be the thing for them. Yeah, especially yeah. with either Griezmann or Pogba throwing a fit about not playing what they want to play. But if they can keep it together in that locker room, I think they could be up there with Germany for the favorites for the whole tournament. I don't know what you guys think as far as that. Yeah, I, th- I think exactly that. I mean, you know, France have history of 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 both sides of the coin you know you look at 98 yeah fair enough they had the the home advantage but you know they they played pretty well at that tournament well Zidane obviously like dominated in that and then you go to wasn't it to the next world cup then they didn't win again at the group stages so they would they were just yeah they got knocked right out yeah they did quite well at the euros uh in between but then yeah i think they lost to denmark um senegal I think the first game they lost they lost to yeah, Senegal the first game of the World Cup and then Yeah, and then we're out by the group stages. This was O two? This was O two, yeah. I mean that was just a crazy I one. Barely where, remember that. Know, South Korea finished fourth. Though like they're all sorts of And the US basically beat Germany but had a ridiculous goal disallowed incorrectly to make they would have made the semifinals, I think. How did like, you they, feel about that, bearing in mind you support both teams? Uh, honestly, I think I was asleep for that match because that was a the time difference in Korea was tough. I don't I don't remember much of that World Cup. Oh, I remember uh, yeah, the final. We watched the final. But... Yeah, I remember going to pubs at eight o'clock in the morning before my A levels. Good times. Good times. <laughs> that's that's a standard Saturday over here for the Premier League fans. As yeah, Chuck can yeah. attest to, we were uh, yeah. drinking drinking at seven thirty in the morning on the last day of the season. Yeah, something like that. That was good fun though. That was really good. It's it's so weird like. You go all the way to like New York and then you, you're at a bar and when it opens within like half an hour, you've got about 50 football fans just all drinking in there. Like it's surreal. And able to, able to watch every match basically, like more matches than we well, get. Oh, yeah. We were, yeah, we were there We were there for the last game of the season. So every there were just, weren't there really weird channels that were showing football that day, Oscar? Or yeah, absolutely. Or was it like sci-fi There's, um... or something? Yep, because NBC owns the rights, and they own about 15 channels over here. So you have, obviously, NBC Sports and NBC, the proper one. But then they're all their, like, secondary channels, like Sci-Fi and Oxygen, I think, is one of them, which is Oxygen is just the network for, like, housewives. And they just do, like, <laughs> uh, redecorating shows all day long. So I can't imagine, like, you know, middle-aged house moms waking up that morning, putting on, be like, oh, home and garden show. And then there's just English guys running around kicking a soccer ball. But yeah, we get every match over here. We like you can watch all ten matches in a weekend. And I, you know, on, even at the ten a.m. is the big big kickoff here on Saturday. You they mm. have a channel called um, shoot, I forgot the name, but it basically uh, is that, like is that like Red Zone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It bounces off between all yeah. ten matches. It's fantastic. You guys don't get very many matches at all, right over there. No, you still can't broadcast three o'clock kickoffs on TV here. That's the big one. 
too. That's when there's yeah. like five matches at yeah. the same time. Saturday, three o'clock, they protect. They want to protect lower league attendances, mm-hmm. so they don't broadcast any any matches. Yeah, that's insane. Which makes sense because they they really need to work on like all the grassroots football football here and just like keep improving it so that it doesn't. We don't do these World Cup things and get so depressed about England being involved, you know. But yeah, Premier League weekends, it does lead to this just long drawn out weekend of mm-hmm. matches just like early on oh, Saturday. Jesus Christ, fucking Sunday Monday evening. night football. Like what they yeah. should just get oh, just get rid it. of it. Just Jesus well, Christ. Well for me too, I'm at work. work. It's in the middle of the day, so Oh yeah. Like it's, true. it's a two forty five kickoff. Champions League's a big pain in the ass too in the spring, because you know, these are obviously huge matches, but they're kicking off at two forty five, three PM. You gotta yeah. duck out. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they're going to be doing um, – because obviously, like, then the schedule always gets stretched out by, like, international breaks and stuff. But they're bringing in a winter break now for the Premier League as of not this coming season, the next Apparently one. Apparently so. Like a two-week break. So basically, like, half the teams will play one week and then – Yeah, they're going to do, like, a split split couple yeah, of weeks. so you get, yeah. like, a two-week rest and then play the week after or you get a one-week rest and play two weeks after. And they're not allowed to go and do any uh, big tournaments or uh, any, you know commercial tournaments in the Far East or anything. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, Man City and Chelsea be try to get an exhibition match. Well, any anything for Arsenal to get another trophy before you know <laughs> for the for the Emirates Cup in the Emirates. Remember when they Stadium lost their own the trophy sponsored by Emirates? No, 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 no. They won it because they made up rules to a competition. Yeah. <laughs> they, Don't disparage a classic trophy. Mate. <laughs> no, on. because you got a point for every goal scored. So I think they... Yeah, think that is they, amazing. Uh, what was it? They won one and lost two or something. But because in the one they won, they won 4-0. They beat... Yeah, yeah they won the beat, cup. Um, oh, it was someone like, like Atletico Madrid or like someone really decent who had, who had gone unbeaten for the competition. Yeah, Arsenal have so little. I think we should just let them enjoy their uh, fake trophies. Yeah. Palace should do something <laughs> like that. At least they have some sort of silverware to celebrate, right? Well, we tried. We went to uh, what did we do? The Asia Asia Trophy, I think, or something like that. It was like Palace, West Brom, Liverpool, and fuck, some one other Premier League team, Leicester, Leicester. I actually uh, Chelsea's played in that Asia tournament a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I accidentally ordered uh, a jersey with instead of the Premier League patches on the sh- arms, it has the Asia Cup trophy <laughs> patches. <laughs> And Amazing. in the most perfect bit of um, fate, it's actually the Fernando Torres jersey that I bought. So it's like <laughs> the Fernando Torres Asia wow. Cup jersey from like 2011. I bet, yeah, I bet they were at the factory that day going, this is a weird combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best goals he ever scored for the team was at the Asia Cup. So. <laughs> was, that, was that the only trophy Chelsea won that season? No, no, that's actually the the same jersey. That summer was the summer before 2012, so we won the Champions League and FA Cup. Day. So it just a really weird to be focusing on on such a trophy laden season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> be focusing. I have the Didier Drogba Champions League jersey and the Fernando Torres Asia Cup jersey. You you, you keep hold of that Asia Cup. You definitely keep hold of that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Asia, tenuous segue. Still need to finish the group that features Australia. Close enough. Australasia, Aust- Asia, <laughs> Australia. Yeah, still working on these links, guys. Wow. Still working on them. Um, there, we go. there we go. So, Australia, Peru, Denmark, shag, marry, kill. Right, let's do it. Peru Peru are my dark horses. <laughs> They're, they, I, I'm going out on a limb here. Peru will be the Iceland of this World Cup. You heard it here first, but considering they're ranked what tenth in the world according to FIFA, it's not that much of a surprise. And uh, Denmark would be the one that I marry because uh, Christian Christian Eriksen is um, so reliable day in day out. And then and then to you know to Jekyll and Hyde that you've got Nicholas Benton there, so you know Lord yeah, Benton he'd never let you down, would he? How dare you! <laughs> How Jesus. dare you! That man is a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be so lucky as to have Nicholas Bentner on the England squad Jesus you look at that England squad I can't believe we're going to stop here and then have a whole other period of time to think about having to talk about England in the second part uh, you know what I'm also getting kind of annoyed because I'm kind of getting excited 
Ah, you get sucked in. It's the cycle. You always see oh, the memes of this is how it goes it, for you guys. Of, of the, the England cycle of, don't worry, we're never going to win anything with this crap. Then it goes to like, these players are absolute shit. Then we go through qualifying and win every game and don't concede a goal. You think, oh, it could be quite good. Then we go through the group stages. Yeah, it's going to be great. England go out on penalties. Oh, it's shit. Sack the manager. Away we go again. Yeah, I like to say that the only week that England fans are happy to be England fans is the week before a major tournament. Yeah, pretty much. The problem is, you know what's going to happen. We'll beat Tunisia 1-0 and then the press will just go, oh, we've got a chance. And it's like, it's Tunisia, mate. Come on. But yeah, well, like I, out of one of those, I think out of either Panama or Tunisia, like we'll draw one of those games. Like we will. It'll be something inexplicable. Like <laughs> we'll beat Panama yeah. 1-0, draw with Tunisia 0-0 and then smash Belgium 4-1. Or something stupid like that, because then everyone will all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, look how we played <laughs> against a good team." Well, let's let's save that for next week, boys. Yeah, let's not give yeah, yeah. too many spoilers. Yeah. Uh, bring it back to Denmark. The only thing exciting for me, other than watching Christian Eriksen be amazing, is um, Andreas Christensen, the young Chelsea defender. Yes, I'm curious to see how he's he's been really good this season. Very excited to see Conte versus Christensen in the France Denmark match, because I think they're just gonna have to stick Conte on him the whole match. Because there's no mm. one else really creating that much for them. And yeah. then just just watch them battle it out. And central midfield should be really fun. Yeah, it, but the thing with Ericsson is it's just dead balls. I think in one of the Denmark qualifying games, he scored like two or three free kicks. Something like to send him out. I'm sure I saw something about that. I, I, I could, this is great. I, can just, I could just be making all of this stuff up. <laughs> just wait for the Twitter backlash. Don't, yeah. don't our, our two listeners will be like, ah, oh, these idiots. Um, so you seem pretty high on Peru. Tell me more about that. Like, why do you? What do you like about them? Uh, the name. I think Peru sounds really good uh, to say. Peru. Um, I don't know. Every, everything I've seen, like you know, I'm 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 not going to ever admit to being some sort of like football expert, especially around international football. You know, I very much switch off. As I've said to you guys tons of times, like we we all play fantasy football and stuff, and international break is always just a bit of a bane of of anything because it's two weeks of just oh put this mismatch of players together and do whatever so it just means you don't concentrate but everything i see around peru just seems like it's it's a group of people like all the players are just so happy to be there and and just like it's the the kind of underdog story the kind of heartwarming whatever and i i think that especially with the australia australia and denmark in that group like they have a chance to to get through not only potentially get through the group, but maybe even get further. The last match is Denmark-France on June 26th. So I could see France having gone through already. Yeah. And then that gives Denmark a real chance to take the points against France, which is going to be the thing that decides it, I think, for the other three. Yeah, that definitely could. You know, you could easily see it being, you know, one or two points in it. And if Denmark then lose that last game, Peru fight against Australia, that could be a good game. I think Australia are really scrappy. Mm-hmm. I could see them sneaking something. They honestly, they remind me of the U.S. in that they don't have any big names, really. Maybe one or two guys, but they work together as a unit and they sneak out results. Yeah. In World Cups, that seems to be how we make the quarterfinals every time. It's just right. bunkering down and then scoring on a corner kick. And I could see <laughs> Australia pulling something off like that. Yeah, I think so. They've got good previous of, of like you know doing doing well or at least you know scoring some amazing goals at a tournament and i think it's it is that thing of if they if they do play as a team you know crazy things can happen at a world cup because every game is all or nothing like you you don't have time to to make it back or or you know think all oh, right well the first game we can take it easy you know it's it's all or nothing and as long as you don't right. play as long as you don't have two teams, say, like we were saying earlier about Portugal, that almost just play to not lose as opposed to play to win, like it's always going to be an exciting match. Um, oh, I can feel it building now. I'm getting more excited even as I talk about it. <laughs> Damn it. It's because especially now, like this is, I think this is the first group we've spoken about where there's, there's actually a bit of, it seems like competition, really, that it could be a bit more interested and go to the last game as you just said Oscar if, if France Denmark's game yeah. is the last game like that could be very interesting like I'll, I'll look forward to to seeing that yeah 
Absolutely, that's a good place to transition. The next group looks good as well, Com- competition-wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, I think this group and maybe Group H are the only ones where, out of all four teams, you you say they're pretty even, simply because. So, to run through it, Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Oh, we didn't, we didn't do it actually. So, Group C. Are you, are yeah, we all saying yeah, yeah. France Big time. top that group? Yeah, definitely. Who, who are you hanging your hats on for second? Oh, you've convinced me. I'll go Peru. I'll throw a shout on Australia. I like them. Australia? Yeah, I think they're, I think they're real Why scrappy. Why do you hate Paddington Bear? <laughs> <laughs> Especially after all your lovely talk about Christian Eriksen. I thought you were going to maybe give yeah, them a Yeah, that's the shout. easy answer. They're used to the cold uh, weather as well, you know? Nah, I want to see what Australia does. I don't know. Is it cold in Denmark? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Seems like the sort of thing that's true, doesn't it? It is now. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so two for Peru and one for Australia for second. Like, yeah, France. France all day long uh, for that group. But yeah, Group D, Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. That is the absolute group of anything could happen. Um, Argentina, even though they have like a heavily stacked attack where they didn't take, uh, who was it that got dropped out? I think like Mauro Riccardi, who is, who scored, I think like 32 goals for Napoli yeah. this mm-hmm. season or That's something right. stupid, like in the Italian league. And then you're still taking Aguero, Messi, and oh, what's the player's name? No, Diabala? Yeah. Dybala as well, like such a stacked front team, but like you wonder about their defence. Um, then you've got Iceland in there, who are obviously probably a lot of people are gonna gonna be quite keen on 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 Iceland just because of they the fact the simple fact they knocked England out uh, of the Euros. Croatia, who always have beautiful kits, and Nigeria, who have an amazing kit this year, which is <laughs> which is crazy, and has sold like I think it sold three million units already just in the UK. Really? That's insane. I need to Google yeah. this now. I haven't seen the Nigeria kit. Nigeria kit, like Nigeria-Croatia is the absolute battle of the kits and it's the first game in that group. I mean, there's no way I could buy a Nigeria kit because, I mean, I'm the whitest man alive. <laughs> I mean, to steal from, like, Ricky Gervais, you can see my heart beating like a newborn fish. I mean, <laughs> it's just, there's no way I could wear that kit no matter how nice it is. Especially considering you're up in Peterborough. Like, saying you're the whitest man. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly, not much yeah. sun up there. Is Nigeria the kit that looks like a EKG or like a size yes, readout? Yes, it does. That is hideous. It, does, that it looks, looks like hideous. someone having a heart attack. You know, people love it. Oh. Like people have gone absolutely crazy for it. I don't get why. That's... And they've made like blazer versions, like suit suit versions uh, of it. I bet it's your people. And Chuck, you see it's like all the hipsters. People... Yeah, because I'm I am totally so hipster. That is canon. But no, in in all seriousness, it will be tons of people like wearing it ironically, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Nigeria and uh, built a house, and now they've made these like great kits, and without realizing that, like you know, they probably the buildings they built for the children are now like well, no, no, not gonna say it. Actually, not gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, restraint. So to bring it back to the bring it back to the soccer, do you guys think Argentina makes it out of the group, or is there an upset there? I think Argentina make it out as second. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, that I, they have an ability to sabotage themselves. Yeah, constantly. they were horrible in qualifying. They barely made it. It took a Messi hat trick in the last day of qualifying to get through. Poor Messi has finished what like three or four finals in a row and losing in the final on major tournaments. Oh, did it happen in the Copa? Right. Um, uh, is it Copa America? No. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. And um, this he's this is probably his last chance at the World Cup. Yeah. But he already re- he retired from the Argentina team because he was so disappointed after the last few tournaments, and then he came back just to. I think he realized that he might as well take one more shot at the World Cup. But they're they're as a team they are a mess. Yeah, it's just so weird. It does it does seem to be. One of those teams where it's just kind of just throw everything at it and see what sticks. Like it's yeah. like I said before, it's such like a top heavy team of just this crazy thing of how do you fit people into those positions and just rather than rather than trying to stick to a structure of okay, this is our team, this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna just sandwich everything in there so that we actually everyone 
still plays in the position they actually play in uh, and we can try and work to a game plan. They just try and shoehorn players in just to say like, well, you've got to have Messi in there because of course you have to have Lionel Messi in there. But then does that mean sure. that you would have a Sergio Aguero in there? Does it mean... Well, they can't even figure out how to get him in really at the last World Cup. He barely... Was he even healthy no. or was it just like he didn't play? No, he didn't play. Ah, um, oh, Higuain. Had, that's yeah, who they I was had thinking Higuain. of earlier. That's who I was trying oh. to think of earlier. I had Cavani in my head for some reason, but that's Uruguay, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it makes more sense to have Higuain because he's a bit more of a target man than Aguero is. And obviously, if you have Messi, I don't know whether they're going to they're gonna play like that weird Christmas tree formation where they have, you know, they end up with like Messi and Dybala playing behind Higuain, just running left, right, center everywhere just to try and bamboozle defenses. Yeah, um, they have so much power in attack, but they have no... I mean, their best defender is Nicolas Otamendi, who fits in the Man City yeah. system, but he is not a good defender. Like, yeah, he's, he's fundamentally sound. He's terrible. He's great with... You know, yeah, he's great at playing the ball and obviously he's like massive threat from set pieces and stuff like that. But yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't classify him as sort of like a, a defensive general kind of stalwart. Like he's going to take every ball off every player. He's going to be there. He's going to be able to read the danger. Um, that's what... Yeah, that's why I think this could be interesting, especially with uh, Croatia who, you know, aren't shy of a goal um, sometimes in, like, the big tournaments. Um, Iceland, a complete unknown to a lot of these teams. And Nigeria, who have, like, have got a good good attacking um, options. And, and if they, they go for it, like, anything can happen in this group. I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, Modric at Croatia, who's having one of his best seasons and he's probably my favorite non-Chelsea player in the world. I love a central midfielder who can put a pass in. And he is he dominated that Champions League final. And if he can do anything along those lines for Croatia, I could easily see them taking the top of that group. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be able really to disagree with that. It's a shame. Like you mentioned the Champions League final. I was annoyed like I had to work and I, I couldn't actually see it. And only watched, you know, brief highlights and obviously... The, the greatest goal in the history of Champions League finals and all that. Where do you land on that? Uh, I I agree with it. I mean, it, it's not yeah. like the most technically beautiful goal, as, as ridiculously beautiful as it was, but given the context, tied, Champions League final, late in the match, to pull that then, out. And it, it was a terrible cross, too. The cross was low and fast and behind him, and he had to change direction to get to it. Well, it was it was a Southampton Champions League final, wasn't it? You had two goals for Bale and one goal for Mane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right there. It was it's yeah. Southampton technically got three goals in the Champions League final. That's how that works. I'm pretty sure. And also nearly got relegated. But yeah, I I think that Group D to, to bring us back to that. Um, yeah, I think I think Croatia top of the group for me and Argentina a, a second. Yeah, you got to feel bad for Iceland there. You figure they're in, let's say they put them in Group C, right? We were just talking about Group C. They'd probably yeah. make it out of that group. But in Group D, just, it's going to be hard for them to get out. Same thing for Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at, you know, to go back to the pain of it, like the last World Cup, when, you know, we had the group of death and everyone was talking about, right, who goes through between Uruguay, Italy and England? And then it ended up being Costa Rica. Um, Uruguay, I think, only went through on the last game. I think that England were England were down. Yeah, that was it because England played Costa Rica the last game, and England were the only team to take points off Costa Rica because they drew. And Costa Rica beat Italy. They beat Uruguay, and then I think because Uruguay had Uruguay and Italy had beaten England, it was down to that game who went through. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I mean, I remember the group being crazy, but... I, I remember. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. We talked about how there could be anybody coming into this, and I think we all ended up at the same place. I think it's got to be Argentina and Croatia, right? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> you know? Um, but I feel like... Don't sleep on Iceland. Just look at what they did in the Euros. Yep. They surprised everybody. And it's such a tiny country, yep. but they really played as a team. And I think... It, well, yeah, they had like 30% of the, or, or nearly 50% of the country's population was in, um, the Euro, where was the Euro? France, was, were in Paris for that game. I think even the president of the country 
waived the the opportunity to sit in the box for the quarterfinal where they were against no semi-final was against France I think yeah he he waived the right to sit in one of the boxes and went and sat in the stands like with with all of the fans and stuff like that I just think that's great it's the clapping thing it's terrifying the amount of babies that were born off of the back of that apparently like the the country's population took like a massive spike nine months after the Euros it was four births were there (laughs) (laughs) exactly five yeah. Um, like took a massive spike because everyone was so happy and it like enraptured the whole nation that you got to think like that's powerful that is for 11 blokes <laughs> the power of the for World 11 Cup. blokes to single-handedly increase the population of the country by a noticeable amount like were all of them named Gilfie? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Gilfie, Sigurdsson, like... Magnusson, Forgson, Borgson Christiansen oh yeah I can't wait for Iceland Iceland would be good to see as well actually yeah. Poor Nigeria. We didn't even talk about them at all. They got some good players. But I don't, yeah. Yeah, well, they played They played um, England the other day. And uh, like they rested quite a few players. Like even uh, Ian Acho, who before last season, everyone was really, really hot on. Um, like I think he stayed on the bench the whole game. Yeah, he can't get a minute anywhere, poor Ian Acho. He left City. Then he went to Leicester. He still couldn't get into the lineup on Leicester. And now he's sitting on the bench for Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's very much a fall from grace. Um, but is that just was he one of those players that was made better because of the fact that he was playing at Man City? Maybe. And you know, like if if everyone around you is is absolutely incredible and can do all that work, and all your job is is just be in the box at this point. Like, don't think necessarily the person has to be that incredible as a player. That is true. You just get on the end of some crosses, get on the end of some passing moves, and just stick it in the back of the net. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could score with David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne behind me, you know, like just pinging in everything, like without me even knowing where it was coming from. Chuck, you couldn't even score on FIFA if those guys were behind you. Come on now. I am <laughs> shit at FIFA. I did just win the World Cup of England, though. That's. Uh... Oh, well. There you go. My fever's just yeah, gone up a notch. That, that I tried to get my fever to go up a notch. So why don't we wrap it up by saying, from these four groups, who do you think has the best chance of making a final? I say, I think France. For I think France as kind of the most exciting option. Um, I think I think they'll do really well. Um, but I think not only will they do well and go far, but they'll they'll put on a show and it'll be quite exciting i think spain will do a sort of industrious kind of manage to grind through quite a few games and i think they'll get to the semis i think both of those teams get to the semis for me i think france can get to the final when it comes to group a if we're talking about getting chance of getting to the final i'd go russia just because i don't think uruguay are going to get there and you never know with a host nation you just you just never know. Well, so, especially yeah. with the referees and the, the fix well, being yeah, in. Who knows? Yeah. Politics number seven. <laughs> I think we're at like 14. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, I don't, know. I don't worry about counting. I mean, you know, we all always agree with each other, it seems like, but I got to go with France also going to the final. I think they're so good. There's just such talent on there. We At the same time, who knows? They could easily get knocked out at the group stage if they're a train wreck. But yep. if I'm picking one of these 16 teams to make the final, I got to go with France. Uh, I don't see anyone from Group A doing anything of any note whatsoever. Spain, Portugal, who knows? Argentina, same thing. But yeah, I think it's France for me. Let's say you're putting money down on one match in these four groups being a big upset. What stands out to you? I'll start off if you need a minute to think. I could I could honestly see Iceland beating Argentina. Wow. Honestly. I think that if I... Obviously, this is a massive upset, right? But if I'm going to pick one massive upset... Iceland being so organized and Argentina being such a mess as a team and having no sort of mm-hmm. identity other than give the ball to Messi and hope he does things. Yeah, I think I can see Iceland. Um, but I think because I want to go for something different, I think something weird could happen. Like Morocco beat Portugal somehow because Portugal still play for that like massively defensive, boring kind of game. And then Pepe gets sent off for kicking someone straight in the face um, because <laughs> one guy says, you know, insults his mother in a Zidane Matarazzi kind of way. 
And then, um, yeah. yeah, Morocco get a penalty and then grind out a 1-0 win or something like that. Um, all right, all right. I can see Ian, that. any upsets for you? If, if I'm going to pick an upset, I'll go Peru-France. You've uh, Ooh, convinced me on the Peru see? thing. Peru, Are they, Peru uh, fever. I've, like you see, we've seen, we've seen France do some crazy stuff over the years. So Very true. Who knows? We might, you know, we might see more discipline problems or whatever and might happen. Well, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for a crazy upset, Peru, France. I think it sounds like as soon as we sign off, Ian's going to be buying a Peru jersey. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could pull that off. Yeah, are we officially back in Peru? Is this yeah, I guess they're the <laughs> the official team of the podcast. Excellent. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up for the week. Coming up next week on the pod, we'll go through groups. E, F, G, and H, and then uh, the World Cup itself will be starting. So, Did we, maybe we won't focus too much on Group G. <laughs> <laughs> Just gloss over that. I'll probably have yeah. full World Cup fever by that week. I'll have, I'll have my face Oof. painted. I have my, I have my England shirt on. Vindaloo blasting out of my speakers. Oh god, <laughs> I can feel it happening. But yeah, let's let's get out. Of here. Football ramble trademark World Cup fever. Yeah. Absolutely yes. <laughs> um, well, thanks a lot, guys. It's great to have done this for our inaugural podcast. Haven't really mentioned that it's our first one, have we? It's kind of yeah. Well, oh, it's been lovely. finding our feet. Took us how long has it taken us to organise this? <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Chuck, Let's to not be talk about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> want to thank uh, Oscar for dialing in all the way from the US of A. Um, Ian for finally managing to campaign enough in Peterborough to get broadband installed so that he could uh, join us. <laughs> and from we still believe electricity to be witchcraft. <laughs> and uh, from myself down here in the sunny south of England, thank you very very much for listening. Uh, say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Follow us on Twitter at milesoffsidepod and email us milesoffsidepod at gmail.com.